Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this evening. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment of my FBS College Football Breakdown Series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level, continuing in this segment with the UTEP Miners, who last year finished 5-7 and seven and 3-5 and five in Conference USA. This, uh, this year shapes up to be a interesting year for the Miners. Uh, in my opinion, it's a make-or-break year for head coach Dana Dimmel. But with the pieces that they have returning offensively, could be a pretty good unit. Uh, just got to get everything rolling in the right direction, and, and I, I really think they'll be able to. And this defense is ever-improving, and uh, hopefully things will be clicking for the Miners this year. But uh, diving into the breakdown, UTEP plays at the Sun Bowl, one of the uh, marquee venues, and not only in uh, Group of Five football, but all in college football. Uh, obviously, they host the Sun Bowl there in uh, the picturesque setting that is El Paso there in in the in just a, just a beautiful venue that I can't wait to get to in the near future. Sun Bowl seats fifty one thousand five hundred, and it, again, just a beautiful beautiful venue one of the best in college football just with the surrounding area the mountains the scenery that they got going on there shifting now to a coach on the rise within the program i'm going with offensive coordinator quarterback coach wide receiver coach scotty o'hara a good young mind in the coaching ranks who has done a great job rising through the ranks was a volunteer assistant at arizona his alma mater 0708 and then moved on to the junior college level in California, Menlo College, as a wide receivers coach from 2009 to 2011. Then jumped to Kansas State as a offensive grad assistant from 2012 to 14. <clears throat> Excuse me. Then served as assistant director of recruiting and offensive assistant 15-16 uh, at K-State. Then moved on to Rutgers, where he serves a, as an offensive assistant and a QB assistant there in 2017. And then 2018 through 2021, served as a wide receivers coach for UTEP and then received a promotion in 2021 to wide receivers coach, passing game coordinator, and of course now is offensive coordinator. And he has done a, this is his fifth season overall at UTEP, and he's just done an amazing job um, coaching multiple athletes who have done some really, really good things here. And I'm really excited again to see what this offense can do uh, this season under his leadership. And then just with, like I said, with the pieces that they have, I really think that they could have a very, very productive season on the offensive side of the football. Uh, Shifting now to the minor schedule, they open up week zero. They go to a brand new FBS opponent and Conference USA opponent. They go to Jacksonville, Alabama to play Jacksonville State. Uh, big game there. Like I said, first game at the FBS level for Jacksonville State, but it's a conference game to open the season. And Jacksonville State is going to be a really good test uh, for UTEP, but a game that's winnable. Then they play Incarnate Word and their uh, potent offense. They go to Northwestern, which with the concerns and issues going on at Northwestern, Seems like that could potentially be a winnable game uh, for the Miners. So excited to see what they can do there coming to my neck of the woods here in Illinois. Um, But there's a possibility that this UTEP team could start 3-0 and 
And then they go to Arizona, who is going to be a much improved team. Great opportunity there against a Pac-12 opponent. Then they host UNLV, a good opportunity there against a Mountain West foe. Um, opportunity at home to get them. And then they start their uh, midweek games. Uh, Friday, September 29th, they host Louisiana Tech. Wednesday, October 11th, they go to FIU. The game's on ESPN2, as is their game Wednesday, October 18th, when they host New Mexico State. Uh, Wednesday, October 25th, they host Sam Houston State on ESPN2. And then they go back to their Saturday schedule, hosting Western Kentucky, going to Middle Tennessee, and then hosting Liberty. So they're three toughest uh, conference, or I shouldn't say three toughest. Two, uh, of course, I think everybody agrees Western Kentucky and Liberty seem to be the prohibitive favorites in the conference. They play them at the back end of the schedule, but able to get some momentum uh, going with that schedule. And, and I firmly believe that if they get this win at Jacksonville State, they could go to Northwestern 2-0, and and Northwestern is a winnable game. We saw how much they struggled last year. Then, of course, with the, all the issues they have right now, internally, it'll be really interesting to see that game, what they can do. I really think that there's a possibility the Miners could be 3-0 going to Arizona. So now jumping into the breakdown position by position, starting offensively, uh, the quarterback position is in the capable hands of three-year starter uh, Gavin Hardison. Uh, he can always improve on his completion percentage. It's been in the 50s his entire career. And with a solid group of receivers returning, that definitely could happen. Uh, expect him to have a productive senior season. Uh, the running back room has three options that, that could wow fans. Some really good players here. Deion Hankins is the known commodity as an all-conference USA performer. And then Juco transfer Mike Franklin has great size and turned down Pac-12 offers to come to El Paso. And then true freshman Ezeal Jolly uh, may be too talented to keep off the field. He is a really, really good pickup for UTEP. Uh, the receiving core is happy to have Tyron Smith back after he spent the spring at Texas A&M. Uh, the return of the all-conference USA wide receiver is massive. He, he gives them a legitimate deep threat and a guy who can score every time he touches the football. Uh, wide receivers Kelly Ekahari and uh, Jeremiah Ballard have experience. And then UTSA transfer wide receiver Jay Spriggs and some Juco transfers will also play significant roles here. The offensive line returns five players who have, who have all started in the past. Center Andrew Meyer, right guard Elijah Klein, left guard Justin Mayers, right tackle Zuri Henry, and left tackle Stephen Hubbard form the best offensive line in Conference USA. Uh, shifting to the defense now, the defensive line returns two All-Conference USA performers and defensive end praise, Amalale, and then defensive tackle Kenan Stewart. Uh, then they return defensive end Maurice Westmoreland. He has experience, as does defensive tackle Tiavada Tufuna, uh, but expect Juco additions at both positions to provide depth and uh, a rotation there. The linebacking core is led by All-Conference USA performer Tyrese Knight, who had 95 tackles last year. Jerome Wilson and James Neal have experience. And then again, Juco additions will also provide depth here and play a role. Uh, the secondary returns plenty of talent. Cornerbacks Latrez Shelton, Terry Richardson, Elijah Johnson, Amir Boyd and Amir Boyd Matthews all have experience. Expect New Mexico transfer A.J. Odoms to man one of the starting quarterback positions. 
Then at safety, they have Kobe Hylton, who was an all-conference USA performer last season. And then Josiah Allen and Mikel Broussard have experience there. On special teams, punter Joshua Sloan returns and was third in the conference with a 44-yard punting average. And then a new kicker will need to be found. There's uh, multiple guys vying for that position. Uh, shifting now to final analysis is my thoughts on UTEP heading into the season. The Miners feature the league-best offensive line, Conference USA's best offensive line, in what could be a very productive offense. Uh, this is an opportunity for the Miners to make a move in the new, in the new look Conference USA, and bull eligibility should be expected. Like I said, this is a big year for head coach Dana Dimmel, one where per, uh, growth and needs to be shown. Like this, this is definitely a team in a year in the New Look Conference USA, where the, anything short of bull eligibility would be a huge failure, to to put it bluntly. Um, this offense should be productive. Gavin Hardison has has produced, uh, and I expect him to produce even more this season. Uh, like I said, that completion percentage needs to be increased. Uh, they have some really good running backs. The receiving core is is productive. The offensive line is fantastic, and I think the defense will really pick up the slack and do what they need to do, and the additions that they've added from the junior college ranks I think will really help uh, on the defensive line and in the linebacker core especially. And then I think the secondary is more than good enough uh, to do what they need to do. But like I said, I think it really starts off with that week zero game at Jacksonville State. If they come out, get that victory, they could get rolling a little bit. But Jacksonville State's not going to be an easy opponent. That's their very first game as an FBS team, their very first game in Conference USA. They're going to be fired up. That that stadium's going to be rocking. They're going to be ready to go. But if UTEP can come in and take care of business, it could set, them, set themselves up pretty well uh, because they have some winnable games. In that non-conference slate, winnable games. Like I said, Incarnate Word, they should win that. Go to Northwestern, that is winnable. Hosting UNLV is a winnable game. Going to Arizona, it's not... It wouldn't be mind-blowing and earth-shattering if they won that game either. So they have an opportunity to do some things, and they get some of the key conference games at home, being Louisiana Tech, New Mexico State, Western Kentucky, and Liberty, all have to come to El Paso. And that's a big deal because those are the quote-unquote four that a lot of people are saying will be at the top along with UTEP. So. Hope you guys enjoyed this breakdown. Love doing these. One of the favorite things I get to do every year. Please like, subscribe, if you ever listen to the podcast. And I give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good night. God bless.